Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The video serves the purpose that it was supposed to serve. And it had me in the same mind state of like, wow, this is terrible. This is awful. And by the way, it is terrible and it is awful. Even when we make a run, we can't get a stop. We're not ready yet. Honestly, we're just not. We're not ready to win yet. How do I sound now? Sound okay? Did you ask Pop that question? Let's do it. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Okay, it's a scary, scary times, man. You know, I didn't come here to preach to you today. Ready to rock and roll, everybody? I got all kinds of static in my, in my hair, in my headphones. I can't, I can't hear you all at all now. I'm just getting static like the Ruskies have fucked my shit up. <laughs> It feels like an episode of Black Mirror a lot of times. So so. I put myself across the line. Yeah, sorry about that. I don't know. All of a sudden, I just started getting this static in the AirPods. I couldn't hear anything. It's almost like a tug of war, right? Me and you pulling, pulling, pulling. There's two ways for me to win. It's for me to have enough people to pull you in my direction or for me to let it go. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm. It'll bring up, select the microphone, and then select the speaker. They might have. They might have. Uh, Jay, do you want me to record locally? I can. I, have, I mean, if it's no problem, it's better. Uh, yeah, let me, I'll just have to switch. Let me just turn this thing on. It's a better sound quality for me. So. Yeah, hang on. Dismissive, and it constantly revolves around the Reddit. Lost you, Howard. On to plan B. Let's bring DA into the conversation here. Welcome to Who Comma is Jason on the Athletic Podcast Network. Turned it on and I heard Shaq with the barbs and like the bullets in his brackadocia. I was transported right back into it. I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> I think I rap better than Shaq. With David, David Aldridge. Aldridge. Oh, he's totally playing him. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then he yes. got their lungs out in front of everybody on TV. Michael was not your friend. It was popping in there. And Marcus Thompson. I just can't get with this idea of taking one hour of content yeah. and finding the morsel that might pop and blowing at it. Welcome to Hoop 5 4. We have ignition. And it is another edition of Hoops. Jason Miller, Frankie. The comic is. David Oldenshire. What's up, sir? How are you on this wonderful debut? And it's another Hoops Adjacent edition of the Athletic NBA Show. David Aldrich here in D.C. where it's 70 degrees. Howard Beck from Bleacher Report is our guest this week. Uh, Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated. <laughs> That's right. That's I, nice. read just, I read your Zion piece in the magazine and everything. I'm so stupid. I'm sorry. You're the cover. You're just, I know. The problem cover is story. in our industry yeah. that we all I, change jobs every three limits. years at this point. And like, I'm, my bad. <laughs> you know. <laughs> he used to be a bleacher report, but now he's with Sports Illustrated writing great stuff. Read the read the cover story on Zion Williamson that he had a couple weeks ago. It was fantastic. But we got news at the start, Marcus and Beck. We got news out of your spot. 
Howard, Steve Nash, dismissed, cashiered, and the least stunning firing in NBA history. <laughs> we should, at some point, create a rankings of least stunning to most stunning or something. Uh, this is up there for least, yeah. right? It's way Which, up there. I don't know if it's the least of all time, but it's up there. You know, the, the, you know the, um, the all-time, um, nobody remembers it because it was so fast firing. Jerry Tarkanian, <laughs> he coached the Spurs for 20 games. Yeah, I was about to say like a week, right? It was quick, yeah. <laughs> 20 games. That has to be it's... the record, right? Mo Cheeks got, got axed, what, like 40 games in with Detroit that one year? Oh, that's right. Right, right, right. But he had and been there for he had been I thought, there. No, I think years. that was year one. Was that his first year? I think in that Detroit was, was it really? Oh yeah. my god. That that would be the key one. Like year one firings. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh yep, we just completely fucked this up. <laughs> we made a bad, bad mistake three which, weeks ago. Which I would contend is actually admirable. Most no, people no, I, hang on to their mistakes, right? I, Marcus, <laughs> I agree with you a thousand percent. Everybody makes mistakes. We all make them. The problem is when you let them linger. Yes, I agree with you. Fix it. You know what I'm saying? If you can annul a marriage in six months, you can, get, oh you can backtrack on a coaching hire. So I guess I have to. What's the point? What was the point of starting the season with Steve Nash? If if you knew this was going to happen, you knew the Nets were not going to be cohesive out of the game. Maybe you didn't think they'd be quite as bad as they've been, but there was nobody that believed that they were just going to come out the gate and kill people like like their talent would lead you to believe just because they had never <clears> played <throat> together, really. <clears throat> I did. You did? No, I didn't, but I thought it was possible. <laughs> but, well, Beck, what's what was the point of what's Why? <laughs> all right. I would, I would view it this way. If I'm putting myself in the shoes of Sean Marks and Joe Sy, the Nets owner, Steve Nash was a rookie head coach who was dealt or agreed to be dealt <laughs> one of the uh, wackiest groups you could possibly imagine and in the midst of a pandemic to boot. So there's a learning curve for any yeah. rookie head coach. There's a learning curve uh, to coaching people like Kyrie Irving, who I'm sure will be coming back to in the course of this podcast. Probably. Um, at one point, they had James Harden along with Kyrie and Kevin Durant, and then they didn't have James Harden, uh, and then they had Ben Simmons, but Ben Simmons wasn't playing, and now Ben Simmons is playing, but Ben Simmons hasn't played for 18 months, and Ben Simmons is coming off a of back surgery, and Ben Simmons doesn't even look like Ben Simmons anymore. So, all that said, I think if you are in the shoes of Marks and Cy, you start off saying, look, not great results so far, but a lot of shit that's happened that has nothing to do with coaching roster stuff and, and vaccine mandates and Kyrie not playing and all these things. I think it's fair to say, look, let's start a season in a normal year with a normal training camp and Ben Simmons playing from day one and no vaccine mandate and Kyrie Irving being eligible for all 82. And let's see what we've got. We've got Seth Curry now, and we got Joe Harris. Oh, wait, they're both hurt. Uh, well, let's see how we do even without them. We brought in Royce O'Neal, so we have a 3 and D guy. Let's just see what happens. Let's see if we've got something that works here before we just go and flush the coach. Um, and on that note, and then I will stop, I just think that in this case, while the decision is not surprising and maybe even obvious, it's not going to change anything. No one's coaching this group with any success, I don't think. 
uh, Greg Popovich isn't, isn't fixing this. Phil Jackson's not fixing this from 1997 or something. Um, <clears throat> Red Hour backing, coming back from the dead and fixing this. Like Pat Riley's not fixing. Nobody's fixing this. This group's a freaking disaster. I, I, uh, I was Steve Kerr's calling. Steve Kerr's calling. <laughs> Let me. Get, I'll hold my beer, right? Um, <laughs> I, Howard, I think this makes them look worse than if they had just acquiesced to what KD did ask for in the summer and just but yeah, cashiered how, the guy. How, I think this makes them look worse. Is, how <laughs> much of this is we could let Kevin Durant dictate this? I get it. I get why they said they had to. They had to bow up and act like they were running the show, but ain't nobody believe they're running the show. Come on. Who well, here's the thing. They're running the show when you're in Brooklyn. Here's the so thing. Why not just say, look, no. it just didn't work. <laughs> We're going to start fresh. Let's 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 have everybody on the same page going into the camp, going into camp instead of going through this charade for three weeks. And just and whatever you think of Steve Nash as a coach. And I know he, he was learning on the job and all that. But Steve Nash is a good dude, man. Like you don't, you don't treat a guy like Steve Nash like this, who who has some standing in the game and has some gravitas. I mean, you, I think you would say, to me, it, it would have made more sense to just do this in the summer when not everybody's paying attention and just move on already. Now you got to. I don't. Now you have I, to I fix know, it again. Now you got me thinking about. Can you imagine that coaching search? <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> that that probably was a deterrent right there. Let me just say this: firing Steve Nash is the most humane thing you could do for Steve Nash. Um, and maybe firing him three months ago would have even been more humane. Da, to your point. That said, um, I, I, Kevin Durant's demand—I'm putting that in like big ass quotation marks—his <laughs> demand that they fire Steve Nash and Sean Marks. Remember when that came? Remember when that came, it came in August after he'd been waiting for like six weeks for them to trade him. So I have not from the moment that happened actually believed that Kevin Durant's real issue was he wanted new leadership in the front office and on the bench. No, Kevin Durant wanted to be traded because the Nets were a shit show for all kinds of reasons that may or may not have to do with their leadership. And he couldn't get them to do anything. So instead he gave them an ultimatum, me or them. If he really wanted Steve Nash fired, and Sean Marks, remember, it was the same same leak of about involving both of them, and Sean Marks is still there. If they really, if he really wanted Steve Nash fired, that's the kind of thing he could have said in April, May, or all of the other days in June that weren't, I think, June 30th, which is when that finally came out. He wasn't, he, Kevin Durant wasn't sitting around going, man, if, if only we had a new coach, we'd be fine. He was sitting around going, this place is messed up and I need to get out. And then when they didn't find a trade for him, he amped up the heat in august and the fact is if you really don't want the coach you would have expressed that weeks and weeks months. i'm I, I i agree with most of what you said but i look it still comes down to this looks like steve nash or, or kevin durant pushed him off the mountain you know and and it looks and to me again it looks worse to do it now and pretend like this is about basketball and pretend like this is about the slow start to their season as opposed to <clears throat> The star player after a win, by the way. Yeah, the star player made it. And, and it's not even that he and I agree with you. August was a weird time to do it. And maybe his heart wasn't in it. But it got out and we know how it got out. It, the Nets didn't put it out. Right. So uh, so, no. so, so <laughs> no. clearly KD's camp put it out that he wanted them gone. So he must have had some yeah. 
semblance but, of truth but, behind but that, that was, statement. That, that was, but that was really about wanting to be traded. Like Kevin Durant, it wasn't like I'll be happier to come back without yes, Steve I, right. Nash. You're right about that. I agree with you on he that. Just it was about wanting else. to be traded. Also, but, by the way, yeah. if Steve, if, if Kevin Durant is quitting on Steve Nash, he's showing having a, a funny way of showing it, averaging 32.6 points a game. Uh, you know, shooting uh, over 50 percent from the field, effective field goal percentage of 566, rebounding. Yeah, but five, they're playing like crap. Assists. Howard, what is yeah. all no, no, that? No, they're, they're playing like saying, crap. <laughs> I have seen no evidence through seven games that Kevin Durant is sitting around blowing off Steve Nash and doing everything to undermine him. I think. The roster has undermined Steve Nash. I think yeah. Ben Simmons being a shell of himself has undermined Steve Nash. I think Kyrie Irving being Kyrie Irving has undermined Steve Nash. And let's not forget that Kyrie Irving from day one was like, ah, we're all the coach. You know, we don't really need a head coach. I'm the coach. Everybody's a coach. Also, I think him not wanting maybe Steve Nash to be his coach or think Nash is the best for that situation doesn't mean he doesn't like Nash. Like, they have a relationship. Sure, like they right. have a history yeah. that's built on something. So he could probably be like – this ain't the guy like to get me to a title, but he's still my guy. Right. Like he's, he's yeah. We, it just didn't uh, work know, out hey, look, this way. Right. Kevin Durant also likes Kyrie Irving, but he's not the best thing for his career. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's just that they, they, they made a point to put that, make that public. You know what I mean? And that just kind yes. of, that kind of rubs me wrong, the wrong way, because again, I'm not saying Steve Nash is Phil Jackson or Red Auerbach or, you know, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, damn, come on. <laughs> like, like it's not his fault that this thing is dysfunctional. You know, no. he's not help. He's not, he's not fixing it, but it's not his fault. You know what I mean? So I, I will say from a, just a, a basketball standpoint, a coaching standpoint, I mean, I think the one biggest uh, red flag about the Nets for a while here and certainly was a glaring aspect of their four game sweep at the hands of the Celtics back in the spring was this offense is really stagnant. There's no dynamism to it whatsoever. And yeah. it, it it goes back to that kind of age old question about, is it about the stars or about the coach? Because you've got these two incredible all time um, ISO players, one-on-one -on -one players in Durant and Kyrie Irving. And so if you don't have any dynamism to your offense movement and, and, and guys making off ball cuts and the ball moving around and keeping the defense off balance, is it because the coach didn't try to do those things or the coach did try to do those things, but the stars are just going to do what they do, especially these two very headstrong stars with great one-on-one -on -one skills. And then it comes right back around because it's a chicken and egg thing. Is there a coach who actually could get them to play a different way? Now, Kevin Durant did that. In Golden State, it's what say, he sought hey, it. Steve Kerr, yeah, exactly. He, he sought he sought it out for a reason, right? He got tired of all the stagnant crap in Oklahoma and having Westbrook and him just taking turns. He went to the Warriors to play beautiful basketball, and then he got tired of the Warriors and he came to Brooklyn. So, Mark, Howard, Marcus, uh, who can coach this guy, Marcus? Mark Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually feel like Kevin Durant is coachable even if he doesn't like particularly like what you're doing I mean he was doing what Steve Kerr wanted and yeah. then he would come in after the game and say eh, I don't know if this is the best way but he would do it uh yeah I, I don't I don't like like how we're saying he's still like KD's gonna do what he needs to do on the court to win and that in a sense is gonna make him perennially coachable uh, I just think he clashes with philosophy sometimes. Like, he clashes with, like, hey, I don't know if this is the best way. And if he doesn't think it's the best way, yeah, then you just wonder, like, can't, you know, 
But this is the What's point. The long-term Where, viability but this is of the it. point. Where in Kevin Durant's career has he not gotten the rock? Like, <laughs> it's not like he's played in the system where he's averaging nine shots a game. Every system he's played in winds up with him with the ball at the right elbow. Like, but I also think it's that's, what are we talking that's a about? really hard. I, I think that's a really hard way to to live, to just mm. live as a player. Like, hey, all right, bail us out. Right. Yeah, this yeah. is rough bet. Like you watch him against Milwaukee. You could see on his face, Howard, he was longing for the days of, <laughs> of having like ball movement and back door cuts <laughs> and other vibe. Like he's like, yo, do I really have to do this by myself? But that's the dichotomy of Kevin Durant. Sometimes he wants to prove to everybody I'm the greatest of all time. And other times he wants to just be a guy playing with his friends. Right. Like, and managing both those guys are difficult, but both of the crazy part is both of those guys are exceptional basketball players, right? We've seen both of them be great. So it's almost like, how can you not, like, how can you not manage that? Like either way you go, you're going to get a great version of Kevin Durant. So if you can't get the best out of that, I don't know. I feel like that, that should be pretty easy, but, but Howard, what I did want to ask you was this is clearly a mess. You fire a coach with the idea like, yo, are you going to go interim with 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 Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and Vince? Like, is an interim coach the solution to this? What, what, what could they possibly do right now? I mean, we're seven games into the season, right? And so to DA's point, you know, as a pragmatic matter, if you think it's a good chance you're going to fire the coach, then the sooner you do it, the better. And then the offseason, the better, because that's when coaches are available. That's when you've got a whole field of, of candidates and you have time to make a, a, a thoughtful choice and do interviews and everything. In the midst of a season is difficult to say the least. And so, yeah, Jacques Vaughn has been a head coach in this league, including as the interim coach of these Brooklyn Nets back when they fired um in a similarly probably unfair circumstances, uh, Kenny Atkinson. Um, so Jacques Vaughn has head coaching experience in this league. Obviously, he was head coach in uh, Orlando for years, too. Um, and he's on the bench, and he's going to coach tonight's game against the Bulls. Uh, I will probably be there. And then we'll see where they go from here. But, yeah, I mean, are you really doing a head coach search in November to, for a permanent solution? Also, by the way, bigger question. I think more important question. Who's the next head coach actually going to coach and for how long? Because guys, Kyrie Irving is on a one-year deal. And after all the crap he's pulled in the last week alone, which I'm sure we will get to, I don't think we should uh, buy any... Like he's not gonna be here past this season, right? This, I, was, the, I was about to say, the, the, you, you don't think yeah. they're gonna re up him? Is that what the you're Nets saying? are not? That's you don't think the max, max deal is <laughs> You guys know me. I'm whoa, like Mr. Whoa, Nuance. Whoa. I'm Mr. Like <laughs> Luke. I'm Mr. Lukewarm Take. I don't make wild <laughs> declarations on November 1st, but I'm gonna safely predict this much Kyrie Irving will not be a Brooklyn net by okay. July I, 10th or whatever. We all agree on that. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. 
Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply. Okay. Where's who would take him? I'm serious. Like I don't like, know, but he's a dude. He's I a free mean, agent. DA. If, he, the if they don't trade him, if they don't find a taker between now and the trade deadline, he's gonna walk as a free agent. Yeah, I get to it. God knows where. But that's what I'm saying. Who who wants Kyrie Irving? I don't like, know. Seriously. But, all right. Well, let's let's get back to that. In the meantime, I'm saying this. You know, you already know you have a future without Kyrie Irving at, as of next season's opening night at, at the latest. Yeah. You. I think have a questionable future with Ben Simmons. I'm not saying they can trade him. I think he has zero trade value right now, but I also think that you don't know what Ben Simmons will be anymore. And so when you're, when I'm talking about hiring a new head coach, who are they coming in to coach? Are they coming to coach a, a presumed on paper contender, which is what some of us thought this team might be when the season started. Not so much now. Um, or are you try or are you hiring a coach to coach a team that definitely won't have Kyrie as of opening night next season? Um, has some version undetermined of Ben Simmons and may or may not have Kevin Durant, because if you believe that that you're partying with Kyrie Irving before too long, you might as well go and cash out on Kevin Durant too. And by the way, might as well do that sooner than later, probably by, I don't know, the trade deadline. Yeah. Or yeah. Cause, because before they like, it's like, yo, these offers aren't good enough. And you know, like they probably look a little bit better now, but I mean, I get back. This isn't it. I get back to, I look, I know, again, on paper, you would say, okay, well, Kyrie wants to go to L.A. LeBron wants him in L.A. But think about how that actually would work in L.A. It's not working with Russell Westbrook and Kyrie Irving's a better Russell Westbrook. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, he's much better. Kyrie like, can make but, open but jump shots. But he's the same type that, of player. That's, play. why that's my point. Like, he has to have the ball for this to work. He and LeBron won a championship and went to three straight finals. In, in a, a dilapidated Eastern Conference that was falling I'm apart. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> no, no, if, no th- listen, if I'm the Nets and I true. get the Russell Westbrook plus picks offer, I'm making it five minutes ago. Uh, granted, granted. If I'm the Lakers, sure, but I'm not. I, I guess Brooklyn could do no, that. I'm the Nets. I'm thing. making it. If I'm done. I'm done. I'm giving it up. We're not going to the finals this season. Right. It's a it's a disaster. It's, it's over. The Kevin yeah. Durant thing is over. Just start it now. Get Westbrook. Get the picks. Cut Westbrook. Uh, trade Durant. I'm done. Trade Durant to Phoenix for it, what? Exactly? Well, you got to wait until Aiton's available. <laughs> right, right. Uh, whenever he's trade I mean, available, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Aiton and stuff. Aiton oh. and Bridges and some picks. I don't know. Maybe you take can, that. You take my, that. My thought is: is there a way to for the Nets to make a Durant deal in which they make it multi-team that brings in either Oklahoma or New Orleans? Because New Orleans has those Laker picks and Oklahoma yeah, has o- all the rest of the New picks. New Orleans for, give up the Laker time. picks? Those are, those get, could be, that could be Wembenyaya. What are you talking? No, you're not giving up that pick. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I'm the Nets, I want to involve the teams that have the big stash I of get picks. it, but I'm not giving you the potential. I'm not saying this year's or, DA. Or, they they or, also here. have like 50 more Laker picks. So just right, give yeah, me some a, of them later. Right, just one of them. Here's another one. Here's another one, right? One that we know that they've talked about 
Uh, how are the Warriors young guys looking? Remember hmm. the ones that they wouldn't part with? <laughs> oh, Lord. I, I, Why are you I wonder if they trouble? revisit that. Stop. I wonder Just if they stop. revisit stop. it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I wonder if they revisit it. That's all I'm saying. Oh, man. All, all you're so doing why? now, Marcus, is, is is creating a discussion that's going to cause Kawakami to block 70 more people tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Yobin's work. So, oh. hold on. You're telling me if Kyrie is like, 20 million a year, you Lakers, you don't do it? No, the 15. Lakers would do I guess the Lakers would do yeah. it. I just don't know if it will work any better than, I mean, it works slightly better because Kyrie's at a, it is better than Russell is right now, but it's, you have the same issues. They both have to have the ball. And especially yeah, this version of LeBron has to have the ball. The ball. <laughs> I, I don't know. Is Kyrie going to come off of pin downs and be happy? I mean, maybe, I guess. <laughs> I kind of doubt it, but I don't know. Who knows what makes Kyrie happy? I don't. I know. have a feeling that Kyrie's happiness might not be the priority. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> moving forward. Good point. Good point. All right. So, look, this thing. Let's let's get into the Kyrie thing for a little bit. I don't want to make it the whole show, but no. Uh, I've struggled with this. Our, our my our boss here, very very kindly said, "Look, if you have something you want to say about this, please write it." And I told him, first of all, I I. I have thoughts, but I don't know that that correlates to writing something yeah. um, because one, I don't want to be the, the, the athletic scold. You know what I mean? Like that's not, I don't want to be the guy that just waves his finger and does this when, when bad people do dumb stuff or say dumb shit. Right. But this is, it, this is so not good. This is so egregious that I don't know. I don't know how to properly express what I'm feeling like in a way that could be constructive in any way, you know, and that's my, my conundrum with, with this is that, and I think what I would write, and again, I don't know if I want to write this either, but I might is this is part and parcel of where we are as a country right now. We just cozy up to things that we should not be cozying up to. People just do it now blithely without even the slightest thought. They cozy up to, you know, dictators and, and authoritarians and strong arm people. And they they cozy up to anti-Semitism and no, and there doesn't seem to be any shame in the country anymore. It's you used to do things, you used to not do things because you would be ashamed to do them. <laughs> And now there's no shame in anything that people say and do. Anyway, I've enough soapbox for me. Howard, um, what did they do? How did they, how, what could they possibly do to make, to alleviate this situation? Yeah. So I did write about it after thinking about it for a good, you know, day and a half or so. Um, and finally wrote something yesterday that posted last night on SI.com. Um, and like there were a thousand, like, like UDA, like I don't, I don't relish the idea of using our platforms to just be the the scold, as you put it, or to just lash out or, you know, say, you know, racism, bad, anti-Semitism, bad. Like, okay, yeah, great. What else is there to say? And so I, I took a deep, deep breath or several before I even decided to write at all. And um, the other thing I didn't want to do is try to tell anybody what they're supposed to do in, in this case. Um, you know, should the Nets cut him? I mean, uh, I don't, I don't know. That seems a little extreme, but if they did it, I, I wouldn't object, but I'm, I'm not, not telling them they have to do that. 
Should the NBA have issued a statement that at least named who the statement was about? Yeah. Yeah. I think that was a low bar that they didn't cross. Uh, glad the NBA put out the statement Saturday night, but, but just making it a general thing about like anti-Semitism, bad NBA community needs to do better. Okay. But you're responding for a specific reason to a specific person. Name right. the person. Come on. That's like saying like that the was... NBA likes puppies. Yeah, we get it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. puppies good. Puppies good. Yeah. Um, but they didn't even name him in that. You know that. What are you doing? Like we all know who it's about. Why don't you just put his name in there? And and again, I'm not asking the NBA to to find suspend or anything else. If they did, again, I wouldn't object, and I'd say it was probably appropriate. I just don't feel like it's my position or my job to advocate for for these things except in the most egregious of, of, of places now I have had some debates today over text with some friends across the league and and of, of course other people uh who uh like me are Jewish who disagree with certain lines that I've drawn um and not in my column I, I stopped short of actually saying anti that Kyrie Irving is anti-semitic um I I don't know what he's what he posted and the things that that movie the vile vile things that that movie perpetuates and the book that it's based on perpetuates would suggest that anybody who promotes it shares those views and, and by definition would be anti-semitic i get that and i respect absolutely anybody who is taking that position with regard to kyrie irving the journalist in me says i have not heard kyrie irving actually endorse anything other than posting this stupid link which for all I know, he didn't watch. Now he said he did watch it on Saturday and I'm, I'm going to hold him to that, but I'm you guys, I'm sure you, you, you feel this as, as, as I do. We never know what Kyrie Irving has actually read or watched or anything. He might've just seen the title, heard about it, put it up there. He may not have known. And then he's just so uh, obstinate that when he gets up there, he's not going to, to back off. So he's going to say, no, no, no. Yeah, of course I watched it. And yeah, but that's the thing. So he hasn't said anything himself. He has not voiced the things that would make me say, absolutely 100%, I can conclude that this person is anti-Semitic. In the same way that, well, I don't want to go there. So I, I, as a journalist, I stopped short. That's just my 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 built-in guardrails. It's just kind of also just how my my head works. I, I'm trying to give him, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt on this. I'm not giving him the benefit of the doubt on this being an extension of a lot of foolish, careless, reckless crap that he has put out there over the last several years, whether it's about the vaccine, whether it's about the earth being flat, whether it's about any number of things. I'm. This is what he does. He plays with fire. But playing with fire is not the same as, as having a belief system, especially one built on nothing but hate. And I know he does have Jewish people in his life, including a coach back in Jersey. I don't know what conversations they're having with him. I don't know because he didn't speak after the game last night, I don't know at what, if, if at some point Kyrie Irving is going to come back to the podium in a less combative stance and speak openly and thoughtfully, which he's capable of doing, about this, and maybe he will have a different tone, and maybe he will actually say, you know what, I didn't realize, or you know what, maybe I didn't watch it, and you know, or I, I didn't watch it, and maybe I should have before I was careless. I was. I don't know. I don't like. There's a part of me, guys, that is still. I, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt that this was just another instance of him <laughs> being careless, impulsive, and foolish, as opposed to being outright hateful. That is yeah. the grace I am giving to him in this instance, whether it's earned or not. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I I believe in taking like the cue from 
the people who are mostly impacted on this one, right? So exactly. I, I definitely, I definitely appreciate your thought process on it, but I also appreciate the people who are like, yo, this is hurtful. And to me, at some point, ignorance just doesn't get a pass, right? Yeah. And it, I, I'm I'm from a similar place where Kyrie is from, right? Like we we kind of grew up in the hood, and you know these. We we've run into these people. We run into people sure. like Kyrie a lot, right? Sure. Uh, you, he just has to be held accountable for, <laughs> even if he doesn't know. Like you yeah. just you just don't get a pass for that. And <clears throat> to me, it's just far too cavalier. I mean this 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 stuff we're talking about impacts so many people. Sure. And there's so many historical and contextual layers we're talking about religion we're talking about history we're talking about politics yeah you just don't cavalierly dive into this you you get what i'm saying like you don't just to me that's that's just inexcusable and irresponsible and i just can't defend that right like even like what he did is not defensible like the the supporting of these tropes is harmful to everybody not just jewish people but like in this climate we live in like we, we we can't be okay with this for anybody, yeah. whether it's Jewish people, whether it's Asian people, whether it's black people. At some point, all of us kind of have to take a stand against this idea of demonizing entire groups of people, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. the the idea that he may not know, and I don't believe he knows. I don't believe he studied the stuff. I don't yeah. believe he's some kind of historian. I think or I think you could theologian. watch something like most of us. You could watch something one time and consider yes. yourself an expert. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. I like we all do true. this, and, and people and, and you, do this for their life, right? Like yeah, people yeah. people invest in this stuff for their life. So to me, ignorance doesn't really. I mean, I, I respect your stance of giving him this grace, right? And like I understand, like I know people like Kyrie. I get it he read a book and he feels like he's smarter than everybody. Like yeah. I got it. I, I give, I, I respect your stance to say, hold on, man, I got that. And I do feel like part of our conversation needs to have that Howard. Like we do need to give people more grace. We do need to understand better. We do need to pause before we tar and feather people. But for me, this is far too serious of a situation to just willy nilly be throwing stuff out there. You stand yeah. and you explain what you did what you meant, what you said, or you, you, or you at least at minimum apologize to the people who you hurt. What, what bothers me about what bothers me about what Kyrie said, and and you know, he he gloms onto words and tries to turn them to his advantage. So if you don't want to say he was promoting it, fine. He amplified something that was vile. Okay, <laughs> at minimum. He put it out into the world for more people to look at, which is vile, you know, it's something that's vile. And what bo- what what bothers me is that it was t- two years ago, if two years ago, that black NBA players said, you got to listen to us on this one. <laughs> You have to listen to us on this. You have to listen to us about George Floyd. You have to listen to us about Jacob Blake and understand, understand the pain that this caused our community. You don't get to talk on this one. You have to listen this time. And we asked and and black people in mass 
demanded that two years ago. And the world responded and said, you know what? You're right. We got we, this. We need to shut up and just listen this time. <laughs> just understand we don't have we're not experts on this. You all in your communities know more about what goes on with police brutality than we do. To not it, it so in the, so I have to listen to Jewish people on this one. Okay, I can't just say, "Oh, that's that. Ah, that's just come on, tighten up, toughen up." Well, I have to that, listen to Jewish people to. on this one. Who <laughs> wants to? You, right? Uh, yes, people, man. Yeah, if they say, people. "Hey, come on, that's some bullshit." <laughs> come on, that's some bullshit. I got to listen to that. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. I just watched this movie on HBO. It's a series called Exterminate All the Brutes. You got to watch this. It's It's terrific. But you have to watch it. I made my 15-year-old yeah, watch yeah. this because yeah, it's, it's horrible. But this is what actually happens in the world. This is what people do to other people in this world. And you have to know that. And so for any anybody to stand up and and make the try to make with a straight face the claim that six million people didn't die in Europe is just it's it's be it's beyond repulsive. It's beyond offensive. It's ungodly, is what it is. Yeah. For somebody who, <laughs> I, I for do. somebody who, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just straight. It's yeah. it's, it's wrong. It shows. It just doesn't represent the empathy, compassion, and love that he brandishes. Right? Like yeah. to me, that's. I mean, I'm I'm with like that. So even even if in some random world you're like i believe this is true the compassion the empathy the love for other people will say i still care about the other the people who let me hear about this yeah. i yeah. still absolutely yeah. even though like I'm not, I'm not giving any room for it to be right but even if that's how it was felt at some point you can't be out here talking about it's all love and empathy and not saying if i post this how rebecca is going to be hurt by that Right. Even if I believe it's right, I still can't let my righteous indignation overwhelm my absolute love for Howard Beck. And to me, that's where he's got the clash. Besides the fact that he's also <laughs> it's also like disproven and foul. Right. Like, but to me, like, that's where the contradiction happens, that he's got to be accountable for. You just can't do you can't be like this champion of love and then not care about the people you hurt it. And to me, it. When we get to that place, and that's what Howard is showing by saying, man, I'm going to give you some great, like, it's like at some point we we just have to let empathy and compassion and love guide the, how we think about this stuff. Yeah. Right. Like, and so I respect that, Howard, that you're just like, I know this dude is wild. 
but but that's the mindset, right? Like that that's how it should be to to me. Like, and and I'm with the people who are like, nah, man, he's got to go. But he he should be held accountable. To me, it's not enough that he might not know. Uh, his his platform is too big, and we're not talking about something minor here. Like we're we're just talking about thousands of years of diet. Like you just can't wade into that half heartedly. Like, yeah. To me, that's just irresponsible. I mean, we listen, um, and amen to everything both of you have just said. Uh, I, you know, we we've all known people, whether they're friends or family or just just you know acquaintances, at some point who go down these rabbit holes, right? Even before the internet existed, even before YouTube existed, even before all the other bullshit that's now poisoning our our media ecosystem existed, there was always something, right? There was always somebody who was going to believe, you know, and. And, and you and you sit there and you tell your friend or that acquaintance, whatever, like, ah, I, I'm sure you read that somewhere, but that's not quite right. But there's just enough of this stuff out there. And everybody, this is the thing, right? Kyrie is one of these people who has decided to, to, to style himself as this independent thinker, this contrarian, this I'm not having the wool pulled over my eyes. But And by the way, there's some validity to that idea in general, right? We do all have, you know, even in our, uh, you know, um, official up uh, you know uh, uh historical teachings and everything like there's some stuff right we, we the three of us could go on a whole other tangent about the stuff oh, yeah. that is not in our history books that should be also we have people in this country who are actually trying to make sure that a lot of that stuff does not end up or is now taken out of the history books but that's a whole other discussion that uh would get us going um so it's not that, it, that our history books are perfect it's not that our educations are perfect okay fine contrarians Kyries of the world that's not the same as then buying into a completely alternate universe worldview that denies the the events of the Holocaust, that denies the extermination of six million people. It's not the same as deciding to buy into this alternate worldview based upon a series of, of lies and distortions and propaganda culled over decades that people have now pushed together to create this alternate explanation of things, including of the film that he was referring to, which I will not reference. But so the, the, to the extent that I'm still giving him some leniency here, it's that he's looking for answers. A lot of people looking for answers. Fine. You found it in the wrong fucking place. And then you decided everybody else should go watch it. The thing that sent me over the edge and the thing that, that, actually prompted me to say that I actually do have to write this. I I do need to write this. The Rolling Stone piece that the, was the first one that actually reported on the link. I had seen that link that day and I had clicked it going, what is this film that he's just posted? Because there's no explanation. And I did some Googling and I couldn't find any reviews or anything that actually explained what it was. And I had my suspicions. This this seems like this might be something bad. I couldn't find any information. And I, and I moved on with my day. The next day, Rolling Stone, having apparently watched it and paid to watch it, then had their story, and there was a bunch of alarming shit in there. And then it wasn't until Sunday, I think it was, that Mike Vaccaro from the New York Post had written about it, and he had watched it, and he screenshotted some of those bullet points about what the movie was claiming, and that included the line about how the Holocaust was just a falsehood. And that is what sent me over the edge, and that is what made me decide I, I do need to speak up and I do need to, to write. Um, I don't know why... I don't know why. I mean, there are any number of things that were alarming, offensive, and and horrific to to hear about that were parts of this movie. That was the the one where it's like, oh, okay, this 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 film has gone to full blown anti-Semitic, 
tropes and history denial and trying to completely dehumanize uh, the Jewish people entirely. Like I just, that was the point where it's like, do you, you know, Kyrie, do you really understand this? Did you really actually watch this? Did you actually sit there with that thing that Mike Vaccaro screenshotted on your screen at home and read that and go, yeah, that's right. I need to tell people about like, and that's the question I want answered. I know some people don't want to hear from him at all. And I was texting, having a furious text conversation with somebody else involved in the NBA earlier day who basically said, stop asking him questions. Just, we don't need him anymore. We don't need to hear from this guy. By the way, this is not from somebody who's who's even Jewish. It was just somebody who's tired of Kyrie. And, and I said, but, but I want, I want the accountability. I want to know, like at, at, at the end of the day, back to the question, is he anti-Semitic or not? I don't think I will actually know in my own mind until I hear him say either I screwed up, I'm sorry, I don't believe the stuff that's in this film, and maybe he didn't even watch it, or here's what I saw that I do believe. Like I, I, I at the at the risk of having him say God knows what, I kind of want to know what the explanation is. I, yeah. I kind of want to hear it because yeah. I'm I'm sure not sure what to think. No, I got you. Okay. I got you. And I don't want to put you want to give every, you want to give him a chance to explain or at least agree or not agree, whatever. Yeah, I, I do, too. Um, And you're right, Howard. It's not about purging people from having independent thoughts. It's OK to not agree with history. That's what historians do a lot of times. They say, well, wait a minute. The, the history, that, the history yes. that we know is not quite correct. You know, the yeah. things that we have accepted is not quite correct. But also it's not fully independent either. So, But this is not, but not, this is not that. This is not scholarly yeah, exactly. research. It's not that like, back and, yeah, it's not like, oh, like, there's this new, yeah, nah, this is. No, this same is old, same old, yeah. same old. So there is no way to pivot from this that would make any sense. That would be at all good, but I'm going to do it anyway. I said I did not want to spend the whole show talking about Kyrie Irving. I, I did want to end by talking about what the hell's going on in the Western Conference right now. Because you look at the standings and up at the top is Portland, which is not what anybody expected. And right next to them are teams like San Antonio and Oklahoma City's not there uh, now, but they're three and three. They're they're having a much better season than people thought they were going to have. And just what is what's going on with and what's up with your three and four Warriors, Marcus? By the way, <laughs> in the West, it's crazy. You, uh, you know, I'll tell you what's up with them. They didn't they didn't make trades to keep the veterans or they didn't spend the money to keep GP two and auto Porter. Well, GP two, right now. Yeah. Now they're paying a the price. All this is, is this is the first two weeks when the Jaguars look good, right? Like that's all. <laughs> Remember we were like, Hey, the Jags are, Hey, look at Trevor Lawrence. Let's go. Now they're two and six, right? Like <laughs> this Right, 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 right. We've right, right. seen, that's, that's seen this song and dance before. We've seen this song. It, it's, it's early. But but I do think there are like really like obvious like issues with the teams, right? Like the Warriors Clippers are essentially trying to coalesce a roster that hasn't played together and they still don't Clippers still don't have like Kawhi, right? Like I mean you can kind of see like some of this stuff was predictable in a sense, right? In hindsight, you look at it like, oh it, it makes sense that right 
this would happen, right? It makes sense that this team would be would be struggling. I I mean, you know, Jalen Brunson is a big part of what Dallas was doing. And Tim Hardaway Jr. wasn't there. So, you know, I also I do think a part of it is, you know, when you make the West Finals and you're the team that is pretty good, that's where everybody else is like, all right, let's go. <laughs> let, let, let's go for them, right? And, you know, you're seeing the adjustment to that. But, yeah, the, uh, first off, the Jazz, like, I don't know why we thought the Jazz were so bad. Every time I watch the Jazz play, I'm like, wait a second, why did we say they were going to be last? Like, they kind of got a lot of players low-key. The one that's surprising are the Spurs. Like, that's the one that's stunning me to death. Um, Somebody raised this to me like a week ago when we were only one week into the, oh, what the heck is happening in Utah as opposed to two weeks and it's still happening. But do you guys remember the 2013-14 Phoenix Suns who were accused of tanking oh, after that, offloading they, some guys? Was that the 40? Did they win 47 48, that year? 48, 48 yeah, wins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Hornacek, I think, got coach of the year. Right, right. And they just missed the playoffs, I think, because like the eighth seed had 50 wins or something crazy right, right, that right, year. Right, 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 right. Um, like sometimes you plan to go a certain way and your players and coaches have other ideas. You know, <laughs> there's different brands of tanking, right? There's structural tanking where you're trying to create a situation where it's impossible to win. Yeah. And then there's others where it's like, well, we're going to tear down and, you know, we're going to see what happens. And then, well, if we're winning too much, we'll start trading guys or we'll start creating injuries for them, whatever. And, and look, that may yet come to pass in Utah and San Antonio. But for the time being, the Utah Jazz are looking like the 2013-14 Phoenix Suns, which is we're we're blowing this up. We're starting over. We'll probably be a high lottery pick. And oh, oops, our guys care too much, and they whoa, and their and the chemistry. That's the other thing. Like when you mentioned Marcus, what the Warriors did and didn't do in the offseason. Um, chemistry is this really funny thing in the NBA. We've all covered this league a long time. Sometimes you pull one little thread. Maybe it's just Gary Payton. Maybe it's not even Otto Porter. It's just one little thread sometimes, and it changes the dynamics of a team, especially a, a, a Warriors team that this is not the super team of, you know, the earlier 20 teens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like Steph and a bunch of really good players around him playing a certain way, enjoying each other, having great chemistry, everybody yep. doing their part. And you pull one little thread and sometimes it just changes everything. And so like chemistry's funny that way. And the jazz are the flip side of it. We're going to get rid of the stars and have to just have a bunch of role players, many of whom have never even played together and see what happens. And Oh, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. This actually works. Oops. I know. I watched. We, we interrupt. We interrupt this episode uh -oh. Uh -oh. of Hoops Adjacent to deliver you breaking news. What? what? Since we've already talked about this from, from your organization, Sham Sharani of the Athletic is reporting that Ime Udoka has emerged as a strong candidate to be what? the next Brooklyn Nets head coach, <laughs> and the sides have begun discussions. Hello. To answer Howard Beck's question, <laughs> who could do this? <laughs> Who of course is he is. Of course they're going to hire him. <laughs> How did you not think of this, Howard? And all your greatness and your wisdom. How did you not see this coming? Well, the funny thing is that there was the, like, the I, I, I don't even want to call them the conspiracy theorists because conspiracy theories on this uh, edition of your podcast have already been soiled by the really bad ones. <laughs> but in NBA Twitterverse, there was already kind of this conspiracy theory that Steve Nash is eventually going to get fired. They're going to hire Ime Udoka and that maybe... 
I don't know. Was that even part of why the Celtics don't fire him? Because now he's still under contract. Now they're going to have to like let him out of the contract because he's only technically suspended. And this will now that who knows? Do the Nets have to give up something they have to, to trade or they yeah. have to, to get permission? Um, but also, by the way, like, all right. So Ime Udoka, as we know, was on the staff here in Brooklyn. So like there's yeah. a familiarity there. Um, maybe he's the guy that, that Durant and, and I, uh, Kyrie Irving even asked for. Yep. But I'll tell you this, assuming that, and I think, I think Shams's tweet indicated they were having discussions with other possible candidates too, or, or still thinking of other candidates. If it ends up being Yimi Udoka, in addition to the fact that the Nets are a disaster right now, in addition to the fact that Kyrie Irving has just, you know, set fires everywhere. Emi Odoka would be coming in with his own fire trailing right behind him. And on right. day one that he's introduced is going to have to answer questions about what happened in Boston. So if I'm the Nets, I'm not sure that's exactly the best solution. Um, or given, just lean in. Just lean um, in and be a full-on TV show. You know, <laughs> let, what what did Markeith Morris say? You were the, we were there the, on media day. Yeah, on media day. Yeah. The NBA, man. Like, uh, yeah. The yeah. NBA, what did he say? He, he said so there was something about the drama or whatever. Yeah, Markeith right. had, had like a spot on, spot yeah. on quote. It was, so. It's always something. Like It's always something. And, but and I, you yeah. could, and I don't know. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't know as, as odd and strange as that whole thing in Boston with Ime Udoka was and is, it was in Boston. You know what I mean? It just, I don't know that that will resonate necessarily in Brooklyn. You know, to, to Marcus's point, you come in, you do the mea culpa, you say, I made a terrible mistake. I made a really bad mistake in judgment. It's not who I am, whatever. I don't know that. I think he'll be okay. I think, I don't think it's going to linger. I think it's, that's that's a Celtics issue. You know what I mean? That will be viewed as a Celtics issue, not necessarily well, an Ime Udoka issue. But it Shame might be on you if you it, step it, it might, to <laughs> Brooklyn. <Zoo. laughs> that's the theme song of the Nets now. It it could be viewed as a Boston issue to your point, DA, but it could also be viewed as a broader issue of uh uh human resources policies workplace conduct um i I'm, I'm i try to be very careful when i discuss this aspect of it but i've been saying since the beginning on this thing i don't think when a guy is suspended for a full season when a coach is suspended for a full season there's probably more to it than we know and i my my gut again as a journalist tells me that there's more to this so now email only has to answer for what's out there in the public domain and maybe it's just a one-day thing, as you say. Do a mea culpa, move on, and and coach the Nets for the rest of the season, and and maybe everybody forgets about it. But, um, I sus I still suspect that there was more to this, and I wonder yep. if It'll the be. Nets should even take that risk. And I bet it ain't given good either. The crap no, well, that they it's already clearly have. not going to be good. Yeah, yeah they got more. they got plenty to deal with here. I don't <laughs> so I don't know that that's here, that. Why invite that in? Technical question because you already said they're done. Like I did. <laughs> you, you already there. What are they playing? Hire so a rebuild question. Hire a rebuild coach. Is there Hire, bring uh, Kenny Atkinson back? 
<laughs> Kenny ain't taking that job. If Kenny looked at Charlotte like, never mind. What he gave you the, to Brooklyn. My boy gave them the full Flintstone stop the car. Hey, Kenny with that little baby meme that run and then oh turn the corner like oh my bad I'm out. <laughs> he wouldn't even get a death. He probably won't answer the call. So because Boston suspended Emay, that suspension. And not the NBA, right? That doesn't count. That's for, a Celtics. Like, that's a, that's others, a, okay, that is a no, no, no. human resources personnel yes. issue. It doesn't. With the it Boston does, Celtics does not apply to Brooklyn. Correct, yeah. but yeah. it should be a concern, I believe. Well, you have to certainly. You're going to have to certainly revet, right? Like you can't. Like yeah. you're going to have to walk. He's going to have to walk them through everything that could potentially be out there. Still, to your point, because you oh, can't. They have, can do the Neil O'Shea investigation. <laughs> you can't have no bombshell. Sorry. You know, you know, you hired. We the know guy. these teams don't really be looking into this stuff. Come well, on. <laughs> so all oh. I'm saying is this team's got enough craziness to deal with without hiring a coach who may or may not have some sort of skeleton yeah, sitting that's, there, right? That's fair. That's fair. Fair. You know, we'll see. I mean, but people say like nobody's a Boy Scout. Uh, maybe go out and hire an actual Boy Scout. Like that's what they might actually need. <laughs> I don't know anything about the like the Boy Scouts. I was never a Boy Scout, but like those guys, the merit badges, all that stuff. Maybe get one of them. I don't. Yeah. Know. They, don't need, they don't need any more, any more stuff. Here's a great idea. How about hire Teresa Witherspoon? Oh, I like or that. Go get Don Staley. Ooh. Ooh. You know that, um, that would be a gangster move right there. I will I will say this cuz uh, DA was kind enough to mention my Zion feature at the top when I was doing that story and Zion mentioned in my interview with him about how critical Teaspoon had been to him and so yeah. I reached out to her by the time I got off the phone with her guys like I was ready to run through brick walls listen like, I, yo no, no she's great. Joke, she's unbelievable like, she needs to record this stuff and sell it. Right? Dude, <laughs> seriously. She's unbelievable. Yes. I need to just play back the recording of her that I got from the day we talked and just play it every morning to get me going for the day. Because, yeah. like, yeah. she's incredible. She's incredible. Yeah. I, I I look forward to the day she gets a head coaching job in that this league. That would, be, that would be an interesting – that would be a really – Gangster move by the by the next. Yeah, I'm saying that that, I'm, I'm on that one. Yeah, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go no, hire no, one that's of these not great women. I like go, that. go hire one of these great women. Yeah, I like it's that. Plenty. It's a few of them out there who deserve a shot. I back. I back from Sports Illustrated. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you for you, joining man. us, Howard. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. Good talk to you. Leave that five star review on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get this fine American podcast. Marcus, Marcus, Marcus. If they don't want to leave five stars, what they need to do. Keep it to yourselves, you hater. We're going to make you play for the Nets. <laughs> make you stand in a weak side corner and wait. <laughs> That's good punishment. Unpaid. <laughs> Paid. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man, that was great. Yo. Thank you. Hey, you may, man, you been thinking that. I wish I had thought of that. E-Bay should hurt me. But, like, if you want to really keep the cameras rolling... Yesterday, a child came out to wonder, caught a dragon inside a jar.
Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.